Well, hello there again. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy with your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy. You can reach me at all of my socials at Chef Bry Comedy. That's Chef B-R-Y Comedy on Instagram, Twitter, and now on Facebook. And today's episode is something that's very, very personal for me. I suffer from a condition called fibromyalgia. It is a uh, autoimmune condition and it gives me a lot of pain and flu-like symptoms. And so I want to talk to you guys about how I was diagnosed and what I went through and how it feels and, uh, you know, just kind of give you a rundown of uh, techniques and ways of me and how I got through it as a fitness runner and somebody who still has very ambitious uh, career goals. How do you get through something like this that's always trying to get in your way? So grab your favorite beverage, grab your favorite snack, and grab your favorite person, and let's get started. Well, hello again. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, I wanted to talk about something that's very personal for me. Um, you know, I, a lot of people have have uh, learned uh, through my podcast and my social media that I have a condition called fibromyalgia. And uh, I wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit uh, because, I, first of all, I think there's people out there who probably have it and are go- have gone undiagnosed. Uh, but also I wanted to talk about it because I want you guys to sort of understand what it is and what it isn't. And, uh, yeah, and just kind of get some, uh, some frame of reference of what I go through. Um, I'm not looking for sympathy or any of that. Um, you know, I do quite well most of the time, but, uh, occasionally, uh, I don't feel too well. And, uh, today would be one of those days. Um, I didn't sleep very well. Um, I would be surprised if I got three hours of sleep last night. Um, as, as the weather changes, um, it can really affect, uh, you know, uh, your, your, just the way your body, uh, you know, receives all the incoming information. And so, yeah, let's, let's just talk about fibromyalgia and what the symptoms are and all that. Um, so, so fibromyalgia is a, um, autoimmune condition. It's not a disease. Um, sometimes it's referred to as a disorder or a disease or a condition, but it's, it's not an actual disease. It's more like a, uh, autoimmune disorder. And so what it is, is, um, it, it's, you know, and <laughs> excuse me if I'm a little spacey today, cause that's part of what it does to me. Um, but fibromyalgia is an autoimmune condition where, uh, you're, you have a, a an, an immune response that sort of your body goes haywire. And so, uh, it will leave you with various symptoms from, uh, Kind of a low grade pain, uh, especially in certain areas. Like for me, I get pain in my neck and shoulders and sometimes my lower back and in my thighs. Uh, and so that's a very common one is kind of a low grade pain. Uh, sometimes it can be a grueling pain, but most of the time it's just this dull, achy pain. Uh, but also the other symptoms are, um, fatigue. You just feel lethargic. Uh, there's a term called fibro fog. Uh, when you're in it, uh, you kind of feel a little spaced out, you know, like maybe you're a little bit stoned or something. <laughs> and I assure you, I'm not stoned. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, uh, so it's it's something that I've been dealing with uh, for about five years now. Um, <clears throat> so when I, the way I figured out I had it is, first of all, I have to uh, mention that my mother has been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And so... <clears throat> She, uh, she was diagnosed about 10 years ago. And, um, when we moved to Oregon, I had just, uh, finished having shoulder surgery. And, uh, it was a short time after that that I started to realize that I had it because, um, the, the weather here in Oregon is much uh, more extreme than California. So you get a lot of winter and summer back and forth days. <clears throat> and that can change the, um, the barometric pressure and that affects the amount of pressure that that is on your sinuses and in your head and so all, all those changes uh can create uh pressure changes in your in your body and uh, it, it affects the cranial nerves and oftentimes like my wife and I we both get chronic migraines um and it's not all the time you know sometimes I do quite well but uh sometimes you just can't help it and so um <clears throat> another 
So you get, yeah, pain, uh, fatigue, uh, lethargy, uh, and also, um, you know, memory problems and just sort of spaciness. Uh, and, and usually it only lasts, you know, it can last up to a week. Um, generally for me, it seems to last about, I would say three days or so, three or four days. Um, and what, what, what brings it on? Um, a lot of different things, weather changes, uh, stress, uh, poor diet, uh, lack of sleep, any, any abrupt changes to your life or lifestyle will bring, uh, this to the forefront. It's kind of like, when your body sort of goes haywire when too many things are sort of compounding on your your body or your life, it just it, it kind of has this what I would consider an overreaction, if you will. It's kind of like uh, you know when you have allergies, for example, and your allergies when you have too much going on, when you have a histamine response that's too strong, um, <clears throat> you'll you'll start to have um, you know an overabundance of histamines pump into your system. And that causes you to, uh, you know, have watery, itchy eyes and a cough and things like that. And so in this case, imagine if your auto, your immune system is just going a little haywire. And so you'll get inflammation and you'll get flu-like symptoms and you'll feel flush. You'll feel like you have like a flush in your face and just kind of red in the face and uh, it'll make you sometimes sweaty um it will make you like i said uh, very spaced out and uh i'm feeling that today so you know and that's one thing you guys have to remember is like i've misspoken a few times on previous episodes like i meant to say the second amendment when we were talking about guns and gun rights and stuff and i i said the first amendment instead of the second amendment so just just realize that if i misspeak i usually know the difference it's just that sometimes in the moment i forget what i'm saying and uh you know you'll misspeak once in a while but uh you know fibromyalgia is something that i've been dealing with for about five years now and uh so yeah when i when i moved from California to Oregon, uh, I had just finished shoulder surgery, and they I, I even read up on it and found out that a lot of times uh, a chronic pain condition like fibromyalgia will start after something traumatic happens to you. So it could be physical trauma, it could be emotional trauma, uh, it could be just some form of stress or overabundance of, of anxiety, anything that, that basically you know, puts too much shock to your system and your body will go haywire. <clears throat> and so, you know, uh, so yeah, it's just, um, I, I, I deal with it when it happens and, um, I have to be careful what I eat, you know, especially dairy, uh, dairy, uh, I'm a little bit lactose intolerant. And so I have to be careful eating dairy because, uh, as soon as I get inflammation in my gut, a lot of times I'll have a chain reaction and that will turn into a fibro flare up. Uh, and like I said, it lasts a few days. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, um, how did, how do you deal with something like that? Because, you know, for my mom, you know, uh, she has a very hard time, uh, you know, exercising because she's always in pain and, um, <clears throat> I'm a fitness runner and I, I do lift weights. And so, you know, I don't lift weights or run usually when I'm fibroed out. Uh, although sometimes I'll, you know, decide to go for a run because it will actually, make me feel better. It kind of resets my body. And so, um, yeah, it's just, uh, something I deal with now. Um, you know, so it, it really started getting bad after my, I had, I had shoulder surgery about eh, six years ago. And then I'd, I'd say about three years ago, um, I had sinus surgery, uh, and that while it helped my sinuses a great deal, um, it was another kind of, you know, shock to my system. And, um, as a result, my, my condition started to get worse. Um, and at first it was really bad. Um, you know, my mom suggested, uh, making a diary and writing my symptoms so that when I did go to the doctor, I could kind of explain it all. Um, and I did for a while. Uh, but you know, just after a while, you know, cause we, we had, uh, changed doctors and we went to this one doctor and I told her that I thought I had fibromyalgia because my mom was diagnosed with it. And she said that she didn't believe in fibromyalgia. Well, that was, that was a done deal for me. We were done. I got up and I said, well, you can't be my doctor then because it's just one of those situations where, 
Hang on, guys. Okay, sorry about that, folks. Uh, yeah, I, I we have I live you know in a mobile home park, and uh, people just love mowing their lawns late at night. So you know, it's like it's eight o'clock at night, and people are out there mowing. So anyway, Oregon, kind of a strange place sometimes. But um, anyway, uh, so where was I? Um, yeah, so 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 I I get oh, and by the way, I get very irritable. So like my wife is in here. She just got back from work and uh, she was going to listen to some YouTube videos and uh, she forgot to pair the uh, headphones and I was right in the middle of recording and all of a sudden I hear this voice coming out and I didn't know where it was coming from and I turned around and I was like, oh, are you kidding? So I I kind of gave her a little bit of shit for that, but uh, I apologize, baby. (laughs) Uh, It does make you a little bit irritable. And that's the thing is like, sometimes it, you know, like with my mom, um, you know, she, she's a very different person since she uh, has been diagnosed with fibromyalgia because it's, it affects her cognitively much worse than me. Um, She, you know, she used to be like fun loving and just, you know, liked, you know, spot spontaneous and she was a load of fun to be around. And now, you know, you know, I still love my mom. Don't get me wrong. And she can still be fun. And, but, uh, but it has changed her a lot, you know? And so there's a, there's a marked change, you know, and you might notice that in my voice today, uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm just a little bit lower and slower than my usual. Um, which is probably a good thing. Cause I'm, <laughs> I tend to record hyperactive, but, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that I've learned to deal with. And so, you know, after my second surgery, um, that's when it really started to flare up. And so we went to the doctor and the first doctor uh, basically said that she didn't believe in it. And so I literally got up and left the room um, because I just, you know, even if she doesn't believe in it, I found it incredibly rude the way she said it. It was just like, oh, I don't believe in that. And, you know, and that's kind of the problem with having fibromyalgia is that, um a lot of people think, you know, you're you're making it up, you know, that you might just be a drug seeker or something like that. Well, first of all, they don't they don't give you drugs anymore. I mean, they'll give you gabapentin and things like that for nerves and and you know, but uh I found that there was more side effects than it, than it than it was helpful and so um I've learned to manage uh this condition with, you know, eating a, a more sensible diet, uh, staying away from dairy. Um, I take uh, turmeric, which contains uh, curcumin, and that is really, uh, really good for inflammation. So I take that um, a couple times a day. Uh, usually I take two of them in the morning when I get up and I take two in the evening. Um, but that really helps a lot um, because uh, they even say, you know, that uh, turmeric is almost as good as ibuprofen in terms of, uh, you know, dealing with inflammation. So if you guys are having inflammation or headaches or anything like that, I would highly recommend you look into uh, a good uh, turmeric supplement. Um, usually the good ones are the ones with um, that have a pepper ac- extract in it. And the reason that is, is that the pepper extract helps your body um, take in more curcumin because I guess uh, curcumin is something that uh, your body doesn't really uh, absorb very well. And so the pepper extract helps you absorb it. And, and so you're getting, uh, you know, more bang for your buck, if you will. But, uh, yeah. So, so then I, I found a second doctor and, uh, she was an old, uh, Navy gal and, uh, I, I'm a veteran myself. And so at first it was going very well. Um, but I was, I was having a very difficult time in those days with depression and my job and stress. And I was irritable all the time because I wasn't sleeping. And, uh, and so to make a long story short, um, uh, she calls, she called me out one time because, uh, I, I had written her a, a letter about her attitude. And, uh, she, <laughs> to make a long story short, she came in and she literally started tearing me a new one. And, uh, I told her, you know what? I wouldn't have to do that if you would do your job. And we just got into it and it was, it was ugly and it was weird and it was awkward. Um, and I was in one of those moods where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, like you don't know me, you know, and that's the thing that when you have fibromyalgia, um, 
you're in a lot of pain. And so it will make you cranky. And uh, you're in that fibro fog sometimes. And so you're having trouble recalling certain things. It doesn't mean that you can't remember at all. It's just, you know, your recollection is a little hazy or a little bit uh, just it's a little bit harder to to find your words, so to speak. And um, and so we we had it out and I was like, oh, I was done with this girl, you know, like because, you know, when I first moved up here to Oregon, I really liked it. It was such a nice change from from dry California. Um, but after a couple of years, you know, and dealing with all the problems at my first job at Lowe's, um, I just got really, really depressed and wanted to go home. And so I was just livid and I had had enough of the weirdness and the weird people, you know, and, and nothing against Oregon now. I mean, because there, weird people exist everywhere. You guys just get used to it, you know, especially in our socio-political uh, culture nowadays. Uh, <laughs> I won't uh, point fingers at any particular party, but yeah, they're, they're kind of crazy on both sides, <laughs> but you know, um, so yeah, I had had it with her and I was like, you know what? I wouldn't have to say these things if you guys would just treat me with a little bit of respect and dignity, you know? And, uh, so, you know, we had words and, uh, you know, I tried to apologize and, uh, by then she wasn't having it. And by then I wasn't having it. And so I got a third doctor <clears throat> and this is all in the same place. Um, and the third doctor was really good. So she, she was my doctor for several years and, uh, she was really good. Um, you know, because she, she was, she would listen to me. See that most doctors nowadays, you, it makes you wonder why are so many people in medicine that don't seem to have a lot of empathy for people? It's like, are they in it for the money? Are they just, they used to care and now they're just burnt out. And I really would like to know because, you know, there's a lot of people I've noticed that are in healthcare. And sorry if you're in healthcare and you're not one of these people. So I'm not trying to pick on anyone, but, um, but there's a lot of people in healthcare now who frankly are sociopaths. They don't seem to care at all about people or their suffering. And so, you know, I just got so tired of the lack of respect and the lack of dignity. Um, and so I was about at the end of my rope at the, by this point because I'd been dealing with uh, very rude customers at Lowe's and dealing with rude bosses and just dealing with a lot of amateurish attitudes, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a very, you know, genteel and a- amiable person. And so to get me upset, uh, it takes a little bit of something, you know, um, but, you know, when you've been living in emergency mode your whole life. You run out of patience with people. And so, you know, I just got to a point where I got tired of people. I mean, I started deleting a bunch of people on Facebook and, you know, I just started realizing and a lot of those people never even, you know, asked me why. I was like, hey, you know, and it just that tells you something that tells you that you made the right choice because not everybody, you guys, is going to appreciate us on a on a human level. And so you want to surround yourself with people who who are loving and caring and uh you know, they don't have to be kissing your butt or anything like that, but you want people that are on your side, that are in your corner. You know, um, I had made a mention of this podcast on my personal Facebook, and I told people that if you are energetically making fun of me or judging me or, you know, just being rude and you're just looking to poke fun at me being an empath or having fibro, energetically, I don't want you in my corner. So get the fuck out of here. You know, that's basically what I said. And um, I, I felt good about it because, frankly, you know, there's seven billion people in the world. We don't need all of them. You know, not everybody is going to be uh, nice. Not everybody is going to be respectful. So, you know, just choose your friends carefully. And, um, you know, just when you when you have uh, when you're sensitive and you have and you're thoughtful and you have a lot on your mind and you've been dealing with uh, hard jobs your whole life and uh, nobody's really giving you any help and doesn't seem to be any lifelines anywhere in sight, you get really sick of fake people and fair weather people very quickly. And so I would just say to anyone who's sort of over people that I get it. You know, the only reason I think I can call myself a humanitarian today is because I've met so many great people since then. You know, um, it, it allowed me to heal and uh, I started seeing the, the good side of life. And, uh, you know, because, yeah, if you if you only look at life for its raw ugliness and its raw selfishness and its greediness. Uh, yeah, you would just you would hate people forever. But so you got to 
you got to kind of cut ties to negative people and people that uh, don't respect you and respect your plight and what you're going through. Um, and so that's that's my advice on that is um, life is too short for fake friends. So make sure that you're surrounding yourself with real people who care about you. Um, but yeah, getting back to fibromyalgia. So I found this doctor, Dr. Nelson, and uh, she kind of had this like funky haircut. She kind of reminded me of like a Portlander, you know, where I was like, oh, she's definitely liberal, you know, <laughs> like I could just tell she was, you know, she was kind of bohemian that way. And uh, yeah, she was okay. Um, she was, she, you know, she never came out and said, yes, you have fibromyalgia and here it is. It's not like that where it's like, you know, you don't get the, the fibromyalgia award and, you know, here's your trophy. Um, it's more like, okay, well, this is how we're going to deal with this. And so she put me on a uh, gabapentin and, uh, I didn't like the way I felt on it. And, uh, you know, uh, she, she, you know, doctors nowadays, they don't want to give, um, uh, opioids for, to people for any reason. And so, even though it would have been nice one for once in a while, especially on emergency days, um, I never got anything like that. And, and, um, you know, and, and I understand why, but, um, you know, it, it would be nice on those days where you're, you're dying, uh, just to have that, you know, that knowledge that you have something just in case. But, you know, doctors nowadays, they're more worried about litigation and, uh, you know, they, you know, let, let's just be real, you know, doctors are, you know, they're drug dealers, you know, and if they don't want to deal you drugs, then what good are they? You know, so, you know, cause then she had me, uh, you know, wanting to go to this seminar, uh, about pain. And, uh, there was a, an, a book that you could read. And so I, I read the p- book. Well, I didn't read all of it. I read most of the book and, uh, it was basically a book telling you that your pain is real, but you have to learn, uh, attitudes and ways to, um, to process your pain. And so, you know, one day I, I talked to her and she was, she was frustrating me. And I, you know, because she was kind of being kind of flippant with me and, uh, you know, and I'm a, you know, I'm not usually like that with people, but when it comes to people who are just very careless with your, um, feelings, uh, I get a little like, Hey, screw you, buddy, with those kinds of people. And so she was being that way with me one day. And I said, well, I said, well, I don't need a doctor if all you're going to do is make me feel bad about myself. You know, I said, you know, and you want me to read a book about thinking the pain away? How's that going to help? You know, and I just got really fed up with the whole thing. And, uh, you know, and since then, we, you know, we, we, we made up and, uh, you know, I, I'm usually very polite to people, especially strangers. Uh, but, you know, just when it's your own personal health and you're going through it, uh, and you're experiencing all these symptoms and pain and, you know, you, you're, you're having flu-like symptoms and your stomach's upset and you're not sure what's causing it. And in those days, you know, you think you're dying, you know, you really do. You think, oh, God, what's wrong with me? You know, like, did I catch lupus or what the heck? You know, so, you know, that's the thing, you guys, is that if you're having symptoms, um, usually, you know, the way it came on for me is uh, I would, you know, especially when the weather changed, I would I was getting a lot of migraines. And then I was just starting to feel this kind of, you know, flushness. Like I, you know, that feeling when you get embarrassed, it was kind of that feeling, except on steroids, uh, just very red in the face, very flush and a little bit sweaty. Uh, and then flu like symptoms, you know, kind of dizzy, kind of, uh, you know, clammy palms. Uh, and that, that happened for, you know, about a year, really. I mean, there was, days where it would go away, but you know, you would get that a lot. And now that I've had it for several years now, um, you know, I didn't think it would ever get better, but it does it, you know, eventually your body sort of, uh, you know, gets used to it, if you will, it plateaus. And, um, so thank goodness for that. Um, and so now, yeah, I manage it pretty well, uh, through a combination of, uh, you know, PMA, a positive mental attitude, uh, turmeric or curcumin and uh my fitness running you know so running and exercising and sweating uh sometimes it can make it worse but most of the time it helps me reset my body when it's feeling just really shitty you know so you know that's what i would recommend is um just an overabundance of goodness in your life having a positive attitude about your life and the people around you and uh yeah you know because there was a time you know depression will will make you see all the ugliness in the world and all the greed and all the callousness. And, uh, you know, it, it really puts you in this dark place. You know, I was in a dark place for a long time and 
I would go to the doctor and, uh, you know, just they could see a mile away that this guy is, you know, got an attitude, you know, but it wasn't because I necessarily had a attitude. It was that, you know, people don't always, you know, come correct, you know, and you, when you, when you're a highly sensitive person and you're going through something very personal and painful, um, you just want people to, um, not only believe you, but treat you with a little bit of respect and dignity, you know, and I've, I've spoken about this as, you know, before on other podcasts that, you know, as a former EMT, you know, the forefront of what you're doing is preserving the dignity of people, especially the elderly, you know, and so, um, you know, when doctors don't know how to do that, um, it just upsets me because, you know, doctors are supposed to be more caring than average people, not less. And so you you might notice that there's a lot of people who get into it for the money and they don't get in into it for, um, you know, healing and caring about people. So, you know, not saying that all doctors are that way. Obviously, there's good ones out there. Um, I've met some really good ones out there, in fact. Um, you know, my last doctor was pretty good. Um, she ended up moving just recently to Wisconsin, I guess, for a, a another job or something. And uh, so we have a new doctor now and I haven't even met her yet, um, but I'm hoping that she's kind and decent. Um, but, you know, the truth is, is that I don't, I don't get a lot from my doctor anyway, because there's really no cure for this. Uh, there's, you know, you can take um, gabapentin, which are sort of nerve, uh, nerve numbing agents and things like that. You can take ibuprofen, you can, you know, uh, take, you know, pain medications of various kinds. Um, but I've learned that curcumin works better for me and it doesn't have all the uh, other problems that NSAIDs have. And if you guys aren't aware, NSAIDs over time can, can cause heart attacks. So just, you know, be careful when you're taking NSAIDs out there because, uh, taking it too much, especially if you're not physically active can, um, cause congestive heart failure and things like that. So just, uh, be, be advised and take it with caution. Try not to take it all the time. Uh, if you're going to take something all the time, I would recommend aspirin, but I am not a doctor. So just take my advice with a grain of salt. But for me, aspirin works really well because it thins your blood and, um, and don't take too much of it, of course. But, um, you know, every once in a while, uh, uh, aspirin works wonders for headaches and thinning of your blood and it'll just thinning your blood will make you feel better. And, uh, so, you know, that's, that's my two cents about, about that. Um, but yeah, fibromyalgia, you know, it, it's, it's no joke. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to record today because I'm feeling it and, uh, you know, I'm irritable today. Um, but, but I want you guys to know that, um, just because a person gets irritable and just because a person gets angry, um, doesn't mean that they're not a good person or a kind person. And that's kind of my problem lately with people is that, um, if they don't get instant results from you, they'll scrap you, you know, and I just find that terribly selfish, you know, because with me, like a good, for example, is, uh, there's a, a fella who, uh, you know, friend requested me a little while back and, uh, I didn't know the person, I guess he went to high school with us. I don't remember him from high school. Um, but at first I was like, Oh God, another you know, this and that, you know, and, and, you know, you think you're, you, you know, you, you know how you prejudge people, you know, um, you know, I was just thinking that this guy was going to have an ego and he was just going to be this and that. And, uh, you know, it turns out he's a really nice guy and I'm so glad that he friend requested me because, um, he's very kind and he's, uh, you know, he's going through, uh, rehab and, and, uh, he's just a good, good dude, you know, and I like people who, um, take the time to get to know you because there's so many people out there just want to judge and criticize. And, um, if you're, if you're not instantly like them, um, they, they, they judge you or cast you aside. And especially in a social media minded world, um, we have this tendency to throw each other out with yesterday's garbage way too easily. And you know that my, uh, best friend and I, a couple of years ago, uh, had a bad falling out. Um, and I tried to forgive him at first, but he, you know, he says some things that are hard to, to reverse, you know, and uh, a couple of years went by and finally, you know, we've been talking and, uh, you know, we made up and um, we're still having our snags because, you know, even though uh, I forgave him for his initial uh, unkindness, um, I, 
I think sometimes a lot of people assume that if you go any amount of time without calling them, they make these assumptions that, you know, that you're this or that or, you know, and, and that's the problem now is that pe- people project, they project their own um, angers and frustrations and fears onto others. And so a lot of times they'll make these assumptions of your character or, or assumptions of your nature or assumptions of your uh, intelligence uh, uh, when it's not true at all. It's just that's what they assume that that's their cynicism uh, informing their uh, thinking rather than real life. And so just just know that that human beings uh, were fragile, we're um, irritable, and uh, a lot of us just don't have a lot of uh, tolerance anymore for uh differences and so you know a lot of people like oh you're conservative fuck you bye you know and they unfriend them uh or vice versa happened to me i (laughs) i had several friends i grew up with and uh they find out that i'm you know i'm not a trump supporter and uh the next day you go to talk to them and they're gone (laughs) they're like they, they read up on you and they don't like what they see well sorry man uh you know it, 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 we really in this country have to get over those differences because, you know, at the heart of most people uh, lies the same uh, woes, the same problems, the same, uh, you know, we're all we're all growing. We're all hurting. We're all dealing with the same laws of physics as everybody else. So I just I really sincerely wish that more people were just a little more. um just took a little bit more time to understand other people, you know, because it gets so easy to discard people that are not just like you, you know. So that's what I have to say about that. But um, fibromyalgia, you know, so my my mother has it. She's she's had it for about 10 years. And um, and so I never thought I would get it, you know. And then uh, looking back, my grandmother spent the last, oh, 10 or 12 years of her life, uh, mostly in bed, you know, um, reading, you know, she was retired. Um, and so she could do that, but, um, you know, that was before fibromyalgia was a thing. And I really do think that she probably had it because it would explain, uh, a lot of things about, you know, her, her, her not getting out of bed and not doing more active things. And so that's really the hardest thing for me is uh, willing myself to stay active because you know the old saying uh, a body in motion stays in motion and a body at rest tends to stay at rest and so for me uh, if I get too many days where I haven't exercised or I haven't ran uh, it gets uh, simpler uh, to just say eh one more day ain't gonna hurt and so I've really had to learn uh, to will myself uh, to stay active and so for me uh, you know I might have a fibro day and, uh, you know, step on that treadmill and just kind of lumbering along, just slow running. And, uh, before you know it, you know, your body starts to warm up and, uh, and then you, you know, a lot of times it'll go away. And so, you know, that's the good thing about, uh, fitness in general is that, you know, fitness tends to, um, I always say that if you're, if your health isn't going up, it's going down. And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that, you know, uh, you, you're not ever just staying uh, plateaued. You're always either sl- slowly going down or you're slowly going up. And so um, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't allow your body rest in order to recuperate your muscles and to recuperate your mind and things like that. Um, what it means is that if we're not on a steady incline of healthfulness, we're more than likely on a steady decline of, of, of things that aren't healthy. So, so just staying in tune with your body, exercising the right amount, not too much, not too little, um, the right times to exercise and the right kinds of exercise. Not that you now it doesn't have to be, um, tedious. You know, you, you don't have to be, uh, you know, doing you know, you, you got to do exercises that you know are going to work for you. Like, for example, um, I injured myself a couple of years ago at the gym. Uh, I was all I was doing was uh, uh, bicep curls with a sixty-pound uh, bar, and next thing I know, uh, I something snapped in my back, and I went to the ground, and 
you know, and then I was fine after that. And I finished my workout. And then when I came home, I took a hot shower and that's when it hit me as something, you know, like heated up my muscle or ligament. And uh, next thing I know, uh, I, I was crippled and I could barely move. And so I ended up going to the ER and uh, I had to, you know, <clears throat> take several weeks off. And it, it was so bad that I actually had numbness and uh, a loss of sensation in my right leg. And uh, it took me a couple of months to uh, rehab that out. And so it was pretty serious. Um, so that's the thing is when you're getting older, uh, you don't want to put all that weight uh, on your spine. Um, and I call those, you know, th- those are called load bearing exercises. So I find ways around that, you know, so I try to stay away from deadlifts and I try to stay away from doing curls with big weights. Um, instead, you know, do preacher curls. That way you're in a seated position. <clears throat> and you're not putting all that weight on your lower back. So th- that's just something that I've learned over time and it might work for you as well. Um, but yeah, fibromyalgia, it, it's not fun and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Uh, not that I have any enemies, but I wouldn't wish it upon anybody because it's, it's very hard to deal with. And, uh, sometimes it'll make me emotional and, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, you'll, you know, but that's the thing. Like when you're an empath, uh, things will make you emotional and things will make you irritable. And you're not sure whether you're, you know, feeling your own feelings or if you're, you know, vibing off of something else. So it just takes time to figure out, um, who you are and, and to di- differentiate your energy from other people's energy and the energy of society as a whole, because you will, you know, you're a, you're a receiver and you're receiving all this stuff. And uh, sometimes it's overwhelming. And so it's, sometimes it's really hard to just get to the bottom of, of what's going on. Because, um, you know, for the longest time, I didn't think I was an empath, you know, empath. But, but then, you know, looking back at my childhood and looking back at uh, my ability to um, just perceive things and my ability to, uh, you know, just, uh, just, just be just, I was always very sensitive that way of, of figuring, you know, just picking up on vibes and energy. Um, and so when I, when I thought about my, my childhood and cause it was even stronger in those days, you know, uh, uh, all the time I could, you know, uh, see things that were coming. Um, I could sense energy. I could always sense danger. And so it's, it served me well, uh, it served me well in the military too, uh, to be honest, but, um, yeah, fibromyalgia, it's no joke, you guys. And, uh, you know, you might have some chronic pain and you might not know what it is. Um, you know, at first I thought it might be arthritis or rheumatoid arthritis or something of that nature. And so once I started ruling out everything else, uh, I started to realize what it was. And of course it was easier for me because there's definitely a, a genetic precursor to it um but but uh the problem with being an empath and the problem with fibromyalgia is that um you know a lot of people think it's pseudoscience a lot of people think it's uh you know hogwash or malarkey uh, as joe biden would probably say but it's not it you know fibromyalgia is a real thing and um it does affect men too a lot of people think it only affects women but it it definitely affects men um, and you know, it always starts off, you know, kind of, uh, comes out of nowhere, if you will. And then, you know, you'll have peaks and valleys where you're like, God, is it always going to be this bad? But no, it, it does get better. Um, but it's definitely an autoimmune disorder or an autoimmune condition. And so, you know, the weather affects it, stress affects it. Um, and, you know, histamine, you know, like when you're having an allergic reaction. And I think that's why mine has come up lately because, uh, Oregon goes from a wet weather system to a very dry weather system and that change is very abrupt. And so what happens when it changes is not only do the barometric pressure change in the, in the, um, in the weather because the sun's out and it's no longer overcast and cloudy. Um, but also it gets very dry. And so, um, you'll get all these allergens out there and that those allergens, when it's been wet all year long, eight months out of the year, all of a sudden all these allergens are being introduced to your body. And, uh, oftentimes you're going to have a strong histamine reaction. So just know that if, you know, you might have it as well. Um, I know a lot of empaths, you know, there, there may be a connection, uh, between, uh, being, uh, an empath and having fibromyalgia because, you know, fibromyalgia, if you think about it is, is a hypersensitivity. You're feeling pain all the time. And so it's the way in which your 
you know, body is reacting to stress and fatigue and pain. And so, you know, going back to what my doctor was saying about, you know, reading that book about how to perceive pain. Uh, yeah, yes, there's definitely something to that. Um, so it's not that I was trying to take away from that, but, but I didn't really notice a whole lot of change because, you know, it's just that I think over time, uh, I grew to accept this condition and, and I sort of got used to it, if you will. And as that happened, um, I was able to not, not only reduce the stress in my life, uh, but also to identify stressors, which could be people, which could be certain types of jobs, uh, certain types of situations like crowds and, and such. So, you know, just learning what works for you, learning what doesn't work for you, um, that, that's not just good advice for an empath, but it's also good advice for somebody with, who, who suffers from fibromyalgia. So I just wanted you guys to understand, um, you know, that, that I, I'm, I'm not doing this, uh, you know, to get attention. Uh, I'm not doing it to, to like get sympathy. Um, um, you know, it's just that I had to change careers, you know, frankly, um, because, uh, the, the loud, uh, cacophonous, uh, environments like kitchens. Uh, it's just, it's just grates on your nerves, even when you don't have fibromyalgia. So when you do, um, the things that are difficult become more difficult and then more grating on your, on your nerves and on your nervous system. And so, um, all those things can play a factor. So really what it's about is getting uh, your emotions right, getting your uh, mentality right, um, getting into a more positive perspective. And that's not to say that people don't still anger me. You know, um, I, I did a podcast the other day where, uh, you know, uh, there was somebody's car alarm was going off and uh, it pissed me off, frankly, you know. It's like people around here are just noisy all the time and it just angers you because I'm trying to do my job here, you know. Um, but then you start to realize that, you know, it's not personal towards you and people, you know, it's daytime and people are going to mow their lawn. People are going to, you know, live their life. And so you have to forgive that. Um, but, but it will make you very irritable. And, um, but, you know, that's the thing that I'm really trying to learn is that now that I've sort of, gotten through the worst part of the fibro i want to not i want to live a more robust life i mean that's what it really taught me is that life is incredibly short and uh if you're in the wrong job if you're in the wrong situation or you're with the, around the wrong people it can really just make your life an absolute hell and so you know just like yesterday i was watching um the news and they were saying that um the the pandemic has made a lot of people rethink their careers, you know, and so while, you know, Fox News is over there saying people don't want to work because they're getting free money. No, that they're just trying to politicize that because, you know, they, they work for the employers, you know, they work for the rich and the elite. And so they, they want, you know, regular people to, to blame, uh, you know, lazy people and socialists on all their problems, <laughs> but that's not what it is. It's people are, tired of being exploited and so uh, this pandemic has has allowed people the time off to re-evaluate their lives and to to demand uh, a greater life of dignity and respect and you know if you're working someplace where they don't respect you or you're not getting getting paid very well um you know life's too short man and i'm not saying go quit your job you know you gotta pay your dues um and I paid tons of my dues. And I think that's why I am the way I am. You know, I was uh, talking to my friend the other day and he's a radio guy and he's a Trump supporter. He's a conservative. And, you know, they have this, you know, belief that people just don't want to work. And I'm sure those people exist. But, um, you know, I'm 47 years old. I'm a veteran. I've worked my butt off. You know, uh, when do I finally get to say, hey, I've paid my dues. Uh, can I now be treated with respect for once in my life? You know, because that's, that's really what it's about is it's reclaiming your life. It's reclaiming your freedom. It's reclaiming your, uh, sense of self. Because when you're out there, you have to kiss ass and you have to play along and you have to play stupid sometimes. And, uh, it's just, it makes you, 
you know, it cheapens you, you know, and, and while I definitely believe that uh, working a hard job can definitely build a character, um, especially if it's not intentionally being hard, you know, I've always found that uh, the hard jobs weren't hard to me just because they were physically hard. The hardest jobs are those that are um, just where people make the job harder than it is. You know, like when you have bosses that are just constantly nagging on you or constantly checking on you um, or, or just making making it feel like they don't trust you or making them, you know, making you feel like you're you're dumb. Uh, I can't stand people like that. And so, yeah, for me, you know, I really wanted to reclaim my life and my freedom because, you know, you guys. You've got this one body and eventually, you know, the laws of entropy are going to do its job. You're going to start breaking down and, you know, nobody spent their last days in their, on their deathbed saying, gee, I wish I had argued with more people online or gee, I wish I had worked more. You know, uh, you guys, I don't know what it takes for some people, but for me, you know, fibromyalgia was a wake up call. It was, it was my way of saying, Oh my God, dude, you've been wasting your life on this nonsense. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with working hard, but there's, but if you can work smart rather than hard, then you should be doing that. Unless you're, you know, 18 to 20 to 25 years old and you don't mind, you know, breaking a sweat and, you know, it makes you feel good. Hey, I've had jobs like that. The military was hard. Um, but I liked it because, um, there was camaraderie and there was like, advanced training and there was a sense of pride in what you were doing and when i got out of the army uh to be quite frank um it was hard because you know nobody in those days thanked you for your service um and then everybody you know there's just no respect everybody i i find that civilians are very selfish and self-oriented people uh, not everybody, of course, you know, but, but as a rule, society is very selfish. People are selfish. And so when you're trying to better your life and there's no good jobs and you're looking up and down and near and far for something to, you know, for a lifeline and you can't find it. Um, yeah, man, it, it really messes you up. You know, it, 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 cha- it challenges your beliefs. It challenges your belief in God. It challenges your beliefs in humanity. Um, and so, you know, I, you know, in the last couple of years, I've really gotten a chance to know myself and to grow as a person and to become more open-minded, to have a better attitude of gratitude. And, uh, when I'm feeling pain, you know, when I'm feeling, uh, hung over, even though I didn't drink, um, yeah, it can really get you down and sour, but, um, it's temporary. And so, I've really learned to uh, just sort of write it, write it out, you know, um, because there's always going to be a better, a better day, a better tomorrow coming. And so for you guys who are struggling with depression or you're having suicidal thoughts or you're having anxiety or panic disorder, um, there are techniques for that, you guys. Um, <clears throat> you can teach yourself techniques. Um, there's what's called the tunnel technique. Uh, when I was back in the days where I was having a uh, bad anxiety, uh, they would say, picture a tunnel and imagine that you're grabbing with your arms and legs, the sides of that tunnel. And, um, you let the anxiety pass by not grabbing on by, in other words, it, the, the anxiety comes and you dare it to do its worst. And when it doesn't kill you, it makes your brain realize, ah, I'm not going to die from this. And so, um, it, it's kind of like this way of visualizing, uh, the, the passing through of your anxiety. So your anxiety is coming through this tube. It's coming at you. You're holding on for dear life. And the harder you grab on, the more it stays. And so if you go with the flow, if you ride it out like a surfer, you know, you're riding the wave, you're, you're, you're taking that kinetic energy and you're going with the flow rather than against the flow and you dare it to do its worst and you don't have the heart attack that you think is imminent. Um, yeah, you can let it pass. And so after a couple of minutes of breathing and, uh, you know, visualizing, um, you visualize that. And that's sort of how, uh, I, do the same thing as an empath is I, I visualize peace and I visualize omnipresence and Zen. And, um, <clears throat> I, I, I think of, um, frustration and anger and, uh, 
disillusionment, uh, all those negative feelings are kind of like that panic that is rushing towards you. And you'll notice that if you go with the flow uh, mentally and you visualize it going through you and passing over you, um, that it tends to go away. And so remember, emotions uh, have a tendency to um, hit you and then peak and then go away. So no matter what you're feeling, so long as you don't hold on to it, it will pass. And so, guys, if you're having a tough time, you know, for whatever reason, realize it will pass. Um, and if you can't seem to get, you know, into a place of uh, stability, uh, you know, see somebody, go talk to somebody, go talk to a therapist, uh, you know, call somebody. There are better days are coming, you guys. And believe me, as somebody who's an empath, who senses all the negativity in the world, uh, as somebody who literally deals with uh, physical pain every day of his life, uh, there are days where I want to give up. Absolutely. But it passes. And so, you know, making good decisions every single day, all those little choices that add up over time, um, <clears throat> they really help. And finding your uh, peace and gratitude, find your gratitude, preserve your own dignity, preserve the dignity of others, and you'll see how much life can change when you when you mature and you grow and you and you prosper and you live a much more robust life. And so, don't be afraid to um, be yourself. <clears throat> don't be afraid to uh, live your best life. Um, don't be stupid about it. Don't go crazy. Don't, you know, but, but realize that, that most people are pretty mediocre. It's the exceptional people with exceptional thinking. Robust thinking will give you a robust life. So think about that and think about ways in which you can do that. And, um, if you have, chronic pain and you're going through it, um, there's many, many resources out there for you. Um, a lot of doctors don't uh, know what to do about it, so you may not get the medication you require. Um, so so really, you, it's mostly inflammation. So really, if you can get your inflammation under control, you're going to get your life under control. I promise you that. So anyway, that's what I have to say about it. I think I said everything that there is to say about it. Um, like I said, um, fibromyalgia will mess you up, man. Um, so if, if ever uh, you see that Brian's fogged out, uh, that is probably why, but, uh, no, I'm doing okay now. Uh, this is great therapy for me and I hope it's a little bit of therapy for you. I want to thank you guys for, uh, joining me, uh, twice a week. Um, <clears throat> you can reach me on all of my social media. That's chef Bry comedy. That's chef B R Y comedy. And, uh, you know, I'm here as a comedian and a voice actor and a voice artist, but I'm also here as a humanitarian. Um, I am not a trained psychologist, but, uh, you know, when you're pushing 50, you, you learn some things about life. So, you know, if you guys ever want to reach out and you don't know where else to reach out, Hey, I'm here for you too. So, um, have yourself a great rest of your day, and uh, I will see you next time. And yeah, uh, my fibro, I think I got it under control. You know, just takes, you know, you got to will, willpower, man. Willpower will give you all the energy you require if you just have the right attitude. I know it sounds cliche and hokey, but it's true. Anyways, thanks for joining me, and I will see you next time.